0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and
1: carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, the graceful parent. Got parenting questions? Whether your kids are littles or all grown up, we'll help you find the grace-filled answers you're looking for. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
2: More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant.
1: Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior.
2: Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical Theology of the Body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety.
1: Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen.
2: The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to Life.
1: Good morning, you're listening to More to Life on EWTN catholic radio network i'm dr greg popchuk i'm lisa popchuk and today on more to life the graceful parent got parenting questions whether your kids are littles teens or all grown up we want to help you find the grace-filled answers you're looking for give us a call the number is 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573 7825. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you can always shoot us your questions via email. That address? Questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two questions at more com.
2: But if you want those questions answered right away in real time, please give us a call today on more to life at 877573. 7825 that's 8775737825 if you have questions about raising godly kids or building a faithful family life are you facing particular parenting challenges for instance are you having a hard time meeting your infant or toddler's needs and your own are your little struggling with tantrums or are your school age kids struggling with following through on what they're asked to do Are your teens pushing back against your rules, your faith, or your values? Are your adult kids rejecting the faith and values you raise them in, or even rejecting you? Whatever parenting challenges you're facing, let us help you reclaim your power to be a more grace-filled mom or dad.
1: 877-573-7825. And the fact is, you know parenting never ends. I mean, we, no, we like to joke that, that you are a parent forever in the line of Melchizedek, a little Catholic nerd joke there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the truth is, I mean, even when our kids are grown, uh, we still care about them. We're st- we still worry about them. We still want to mentor them as best we can. Um, and so whatever age or stage you're in as a Catholic parent, let us help you be a more grace-filled mom or dad and find those faithful answers that you're looking for. 877 877- 573-7825. You know, um, in particular, it's it's challenging to be a faithful family in this world. And, and, more
2: and more and more.
1: And, uh, you know, to, to to know what it takes to pass the faith on to the next generation. Um, we just did a study, actually, with uh, the Center for Applied Research and the Apostolate at Georgetown um, that looked at families who successfully passed the faith on to all or at least most of their children and we interviewed both the adult children and the parents in these families to identify what were those faith practices and family dynamics that led to successfully passing on the faith from one generation to the other and you know the answers were kind of surprising because they they go they go against a lot of the conventional wisdom uh, about you know doing the things that, uh, that, you know, we sent our kids to Catholic school, we sent our kids to youth group, we, we took them to Mass every week. Those things are important, but the research we did found that they are secondary and supportive of how our faith is lived in our family and the degree to which kids experience their faith making a difference in the quality of the relationships in the home. And uh, that's a lot, and we we can unpack that more throughout the show, and, and you'll be hearing more about that over the coming weeks. but you know I, I just share that with you because your role as a parent has never been more important uh, i I think I mean it's always important, but but in in a world in this world today we're so
2: unsupportive of our yes. faith so um all over the place in what people think that values and virtues actually are now, so there's not one language of virtue and values that we're all speaking anymore where the world is tearing us apart in terms of how much time we don't spend together because parents are working and kids are involved in a million after-school activities and the world convinces us that that's the only way for them to grow up and be successful people and we just all feel torn asunder so much of the time and don't know what to do and that's it every Age or stage. It's just hard to be a Catholic parent these days because it's hard to find the support. Well, you found it right here on EWTN Radio on More to Life. So give us a call today with your parenting questions, whether you're just starting out or your kids are all grown and you're even concerned about your grandkids. We're here for you today at 877 877- Five seven three, seven eight two five. 573 7825 that's
1: 877-573-7825. Of course, on More to Life Every Day, we on, uh, look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not sure what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections every Wednesday over the course of about five years that looked at how we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation, especially with our bodies. The theology
2: of the body reminds Catholic parents that we aren't just called to raise kids who can function in society and hold down a good job, and even that task can feel daunting at times. We as Catholics are called to raise kids who can challenge society by building the kingdom of God. You know, the world needs loving, responsible, godly people. That alone helps build the kingdom of God. And God has commissioned Catholic parents to give the world what it needs. The theology of the body tells us that families are meant to be schools of love and virtue. The places we learn that God's vision of love is different from the world's vision... Family life is where we learn to celebrate that unique Christian vision of love in our own lives and share it with everyone we meet.
1: And, of course, that's a tough job, right? And, of course, Christian families are going to struggle with all kinds of challenges along the way. But here's the good news. We don't have to do this work all on our own. Our children are God's children first. And our Heavenly Father wants to parent alongside of us if we let him and that's why every day we need to pray first as families getting together moms dads kids praying together and saying God teach us to be the family you want us to be and help us learn to love each other with your love and then we as as parents need to bring our parenthood to God throughout the day asking him to teach us how to respond to every challenge every moment in a way that glorifies him helps us be our best selves and helps us bring out the best in our kids. We can't raise say, we can't be saints or raise saints on our own, but with God all things are possible. And let's talk it out. What is it what what are the challenges you're facing as a Catholic mom or dad? Of kids of any age, whether they're littles, school age, teens, or adult kids, we want to help you be a more grace-filled parent. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. we'll start taking your calls in the name of the father Father, and the the son and the holy spirit Spirit. Amen. amen lord jesus christ we come into your presence and we bring you our families and our role as parents and we ask you to respond to every moment every challenge we face especially in ways that help us be our best selves help us bring out the best in our kids and most importantly glorify you Lord, there's so many pressures, so many challenges that we face. We we struggle with our own brokenness, the challenges in our own families, the, the pressures the world puts on us. Help us to break through all of that and to tune into the grace that you are giving us so that we can share your love with our children, that our homes can be the loving, connected, caring households that we are called to be so that every Catholic family can be a true domestic church that is a witness to your love in the world and an outpost of grace. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father,
2: Father, the Son, Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great.
2: Pray for us.
1: Today on More to Life, the graceful parent. Got parenting questions? Whether your kids are infants or toddlers, school-age kids, teens, or all grown up, we want to help you find those grace-filled answers you're looking for to be a more confident, effective, faithful Catholic mom or dad. 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Emily, who's listening to EWTN Radio
1: in Texas. Hi, Emily. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
2: Hi.
3: Good morning. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are incredible, and I think that everything
2: that you've already said on the show um, heals my heart. <laughs> oh, I bless
1: you. Thank you for that.
2: <laughs> that, is, that is such a yeah. consolation today. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> so,
1: so how can we help you, though?
4: Um,
2: yeah, so I think effectiveness, what you just
3: said, oh, no. is specifically mm-hmm. one of the things I'm asking for um, help with, um, and just shedding that own simpleness, but my anger in response to my children's inability to simply follow instructions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> bless your heart <laughs> and I'm, I'm only laughing emily because because i see something on my board that our rest of our listeners don't know which is your children are two six and eight years old and i'm laughing because two six and, yeah, me, six, and eight year olds don't yeah three, three, yeah two three six and eight. Oh, oh we missed one there two, wow six, six, okay four and six years yeah okay <laughs> okay okay so and, and so first of all Let's just take a deep breath as moms, okay, (laughs) truly, like, take the deep breath and realize that I know what your need is, I do, but you also have to realize that you're teaching them how to do this right now, and they don't have the brain capacity, especially the six and under crowd, to remember directions or follow them very well yet, so let's remember that and then take the steps to give you sort of the peace and the self-control you need.
1: Give us an example of one situation that you know kind of happens all the time that's really frustrating that if we could kind of help you get a handle on that you, you would feel like okay you know what I, I got a little bit of breathing room at least.
4: Yeah
3: I think just the overall sense of um, <laughs> and as I say this I'm like well Emily what are their ages? <laughs> <Just> the I <overall laughs> yeah. yeah, feel like there's there's yes. really no sense of peace, you know. It's, and we homeschool. There's a lot of layers to it. We are about to move for the fifth time in six years. Oh, husband,
2: honey, bless your
3: it. heart.
1: Fifth time in Our six heart. years, you said. Wow. Okay.
3: Yes. <laughs> and so there's. I know there's so many outlying factors, and I know that the Lord has provided so much up until this point. I think that I am personally just hitting a level of exhaustion, and yes. I'm fearful that my exhaustion. <laughs> And this exposure of my sinfulness and where my shortcomings is going to have a negative effect on the kid. Okay. And I know that the Lord will fill in the gap, but...
1: Um, sure. And,
0: and so I can, we like can
1: speak things. to this generally, and, I, and I'm only jumping in because we've only got a couple of minutes before they're going to make us go to break. So, so if, if we can speak to this generally, but if there is a specific situation that we could help you with, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. So how would you like me to re- respond to this?
3: Just asking children to follow through with something, and if they don't, effectively putting in natural consequences that will teach them not just in the moment, in that bit in the bud, but but an overarching lesson of
1: well. The pro- so the problem when you talk about following through with things, all right. So let me let me just kind of speak to that in general. Um, we actually talk a lot about this on Catholic Home, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But, but um, you know, kids 8 and under just don't have great follow-through. They, they learn follow-through by the routines that we create in our home and how, and how we work alongside of them with things. We can't give a kid that 8 or younger the direction, hey, go and do this multi-step thing, and then expect them to just go do it. Uh, because they they inevitably, between here and, say, you know, the room, they're going to find 3,000 other things to be distracted, and that's your typical, you know, that's just just typical for the gauges of your kids. So we have to create a structure that allows them to follow through.
2: Because there are two things going on here that I want you to keep in mind as we walk you through this and as you do this every day. One, these kids don't have the neurological capability to do what you're saying you want them to do at this point. And two, they all but the eight-year-old haven't reached the age of reason yet so they're not sinning against you they're not controlling you they're not capable of knowing how to work that through so the church doesn't even hold them accountable for the mistakes they make and the things they're still trying to learn
1: so so at these ages okay the best thing to do is keep everybody together and do it all at once under your supervision Right, so it's like, hey guys, it's time to get our shoes on. Let's all do that together. Together, right? We're sitting down
2: at the kitchen table all together to do school. Even the two-year-old on your lap, and you're letting them paint with water or whatever as you're going through what you're going through for school in short bits of time.
1: Even things like, okay, we're gonna, you know, you got to clean your room. Let's clean the room together so that you can learn the standards and what I expect and how to do it. And you're doing it with the kids you know, cleaning that room, you know, for several weeks in a row until you see like that eight-year-old, especially and the six-year-old, um, you know, being able to, to really take the lead on that and take point on it and you're doing it and they understand exactly what you want. They, under, they, they've done it with you. So they've kind of got some muscle memory underneath them. And then after several weeks, then you can say, go do that task on your own because you've walked them through the steps of it and you've done it together and you've made it as pleasant as possible. And it's, it's been a thing but, you know, parents will, well, geez, how am I ever going to get everything done? If I have to do everything together, the reality is it gets done quicker. Yeah. You can actually ask them to help you. For example, folding the laundry. You could ask them to help you getting dinner together. I mean, think about historically how parents did this. You lived in a one room cabin, <laughs> and, 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 and you didn't send the kids much
2: out. Be that one you didn't send cabin. the kids
1: out to play. You, you you worked beside them, and that's how they learned to be grown ups. That's how they learned to do stuff. We have this sort of uh, weird system now where kids are so it's supposed to be Disneyland for them all the time while we do all the work. That that's not it at all, right? So now, I realize,
2: and this I, includes your two year. Old who can like start to say okay find a sock and give it to your sister okay can you find the blue socks and they they help with laundry they get a rag for dusting and they're there
1: and they're quote-unquote helping they're not
2: they are learning they are helping and the best part is you got eyes on them so they're not off doing something crazy that you have to come back and clean up or fighting with each other
1: the other thing i want you to do every day i want you to sit down with them ahead of, ahead of time and say okay here what's here's what's going on today like, this is what we, these are some of the things that we need to do. How can we take care of each other and be a really good team today while we do those things? What has everybody got to do? And you talk about how you're going to get through it together. The problem right now, right, is you're overwhelmed with everything, the, the six moves in five years. Insane. Nobody can do that and, and come out in one piece. But, you know, you're, you're overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, and you just feel like, I just want to send them out to go do the thing, which is just setting you up for failure. And then you get mad because, oh, my gosh, it's just one more thing that I can't count on anybody to do. And, and I understand where that's coming from Totally. Unfortunately, you know, if you keep approaching it that way, you are just keep continuing to set yourself and the kids up for failure. Um, if you take this approach that we're, we're suggesting here, um, it gives you a way to kind of teach them what to do. You see them doing it. They learn it. They take the independence slowly as opposed to you sending them out to do a thing and figure it out for themselves, which they're never going to do. Uh, and then you're also having meetings at the beginning of the day where you're walking kids through things and saying, what do we all need to do to be a good team today? And you're actually talking it through and getting their buy-in we only, we have to go to break here but I want to leave you with a resource okay uh, if you download the Catholic home app okay go to Catholic it's Catholic hoM stands for households on mission it's a community of Catholic families just like you
2: and I mean just like you we've got a lot of moms who are military wives who are we've got one right now who's in the middle of moving twice in a month or two because she has to move out of one house and into another and then another we get this on only but really not do. only
1: do we have a community there and tons of resources like videos and podcasts and downloadables and things to make you know live in faith fun at home and parenting more easy, our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches is on the app answering questions every day. You know, including it, Greg and I. So when when a mom or a dad has a has a, having a rough moment, you just take out your phone, you type in the question, and you get answers from our whole team right there. First month is absolutely free. Check it out, Catholic H O M. Download it from uh, Google Play or with the Apple Store. You can also go to CatholicHOM.com to learn more.
2: Emily, I wish I had more time with you. There are about eight million things as a veteran homeschooling mom of a widely spread out family and a lot of stuff that went on that I could help you with that I want to help you with. I wish I could come over and clean your house and make you some food and let you take a nap. But if you log on to Catholic HOM and you put these questions out there, even the one you had today, and you at me And you even message request me. I can really help start to walk you through this day by day. So can the rest of our pastoral counselors. We want to be there for you because, sweetheart, I get it. I just wish I could hug you right now you can do this one step at a time and the one last thing i'm going to add is look at unit studies if you can do math with the older kids every day a little bit of reading and then learn everything else together even the two year olds based on library books and just basic things you're studying Google that when you have two seconds. That's going to help you just get a piece and a pace to your day
1: as we well. We wish we had more time with you, Emily. But really, we can give you all the time in the world if you on the Catholic Home app. Oh, so check it out. Truly want to. With help. that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls on our show titled "The Graceful Parent." You got parenting questions about littles, school-age kids, teenagers, or even adult kids? We want to help you find those grace-filled answers you're looking for. Give us a call. The number is eight seven seven. or shoot us an email. The address is questions at more2liferadio.com. We'll be back in just a minute. Do you own popular
0: index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you are automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
3: Catholic
2: Connection with Teresa Tomio. How are we treating God? Are we treating Him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to Him when we need something? The results, if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience, much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes. We have to have God front and center of our life every day. As Father Michael Schmidt says, we're all called to be saints. We have to stand up and fight. We can't just grab God when we need something. He's not a slot machine, putting coins in then pulling the one arm band and expecting to win a big prize. We have to have that relationship with God. So, we can truly do his will and be truly happy. So, follow him, not just once in a while, but every single moment. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, weekdays, 9
3: a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio.
0: We are the pro life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our healthcare and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back
2: to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa
1: Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the graceful parent. Got parenting questions? Whether your kids are littles, school age kids, teens, or adult kids, we want to help you be that grace filled parent you are being called to be. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five.
2: Let's talk now with Maria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Indiana on Sirius XM One Thirty.
1: Maria in Indiana, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
2: Thank you so much for
4: having me. I'm so grateful to get to chat with you today. Um, yes, so I am wanting to know uh, how a mother. I am uh, as of this year. Um, I had to leave a bad marriage, a DV marriage, <laughs> violent. Um, and uh, my husband of 20 years, and we have eight children together. Um, and I'm going, starting the annulment process and all of that. So, and, and, do you,
1: um, and how many of the children are living in your home with you?
4: Six of them live with me. Okay. And uh, from the age of 20 to, down to five years old. Um, okay. And I, the, fails, the courts have failed us. And the children are, are required to go see their dad. The little kids are fine with that, but they're learning very bad things and really bad influences, and uh, the bigger kids don't ever want to go.
2: So, And, Maria, um, so you was, mentioned that the marriage was violent. Is he violent toward he, the children? Uh, he held basically me up at gunpoint and the children, too. And, um, he, he's and the courts allowed him to continue to see these children unsupervised? They
4: did. Uh, the police messed up on their police report. And they threw the, all the charges out. So oh he has not goodness. gone to jail in any form. There were three loaded weapons that night. And there were other times where he was mostly verbally abusive, but he did lay hands on um, my son uh, and my daughter okay. once each.
2: I'm so sorry um, that you're going through
4: this. Thank you. It's, God has been uh, with us every step and our friends and our family. but and he's getting me through a move this week, and I fell down the stairs and uh, sprained my wrist, and it's a lot, but I know God's there every minute. The challenge is um, when the kids go back and forth from dads, uh, you know, to to keep uh, peace in our household. um, I I pray with them. I take them to Mass. He doesn't always do those things. uh, So it's so hard because it's not, and pressing the most important thing uh, for these children. And that was how our marriage started, was to have a foundation of faith. Sadly, he fell away from God and uh,
0: So, uh, so Maria, I just, just,
1: for the in, yes. just in the interest of time, I know there's a lot here, and sure. I just wanted to ask, sure. uh, we're, we're gonna have to hold you on over the break, but is there is there something specific that we could help you with today? I wanna make sure that, that we're okay. really giving you um, what you need.
4: Okay, w- with the, ch- the children's transitions comes uh, anger and frustration. Sure and and that, and they go to counselors and I do too so i try so hard to be patient and kind with them but they're so um, experiencing so much frustration and i just i want to know how so when
1: they come home from visiting with their father they're they're specifically
5: yeah
4: angry and yeah.
1: angry so you're trying to figure out how to handle yeah. the transition there Okay, so, uh, Maria, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you to hang on, okay, because we have to go to our hard break right now, but it will oh, come back okay. to you on the other side of the break. I have a couple other questions for you, and then we'll all be able to offer some, some thoughts on how to handle this. We're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. You know, parenting is a tough job, and being a faithful parent in today's world is, is harder than ever. We want to help you find the grace-filled answers that you're looking for to be, that confident, effective Catholic mom or dad. Give us a call the number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five when we come back we'll be talking more with maria from indiana and taking your calls as well again 87-573-7825. more to life will continue in just a minute
0: right now as you know america catholic church really the western world is being shaken well, let me read this passage. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 25, we'll go to 29. The writer to the Hebrews says, His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised, I will once more shake not only the earth, but heaven. And that phrase, once more, points to the removal of shaken created things so that what is unshaken may remain. We realize that nothing is fixed. Everything seems to be in flux. And that's why God's people need to be immersed in Scripture. Because there we come across the unchangeable and the unshakable God.
3: Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta. For Eastern on EWTN Radio.
6: Why does the Catholic Church obligate its members to attend Mass on Sundays? For Christians, Sunday, the first day of the week, or the eighth day, replaces the seventh day, the Sabbath, as the day to reserve for worshiping God. The Sabbath represents the completion of the first creation. When Jesus Christ arose from the dead on Sunday, he inaugurated the new creation. Thus, Sunday became the Lord's Day and is now the foremost holy day of obligation in the universal church, as we are told in the Catholic Catechism. We are bound to attend Mass under pain of grave sin unless there is a serious reason for not doing so. Sundays are also called to be a day of rest. Christians are bound to abstain from work which impedes worshiping God and the joy of the Lord's day. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Hey men, did you know that you're called to lead couple prayer in your marriage? You might have the most amazing individual prayer life, but how is it possible to have a godly marriage if you and your wife don't submit yourselves to God in prayer on a daily basis? If you go off and pray by yourself and then tell your wife what you heard, how is that not setting yourself up as some kind of anointed oracle in your home? Yes, it's a good first step, but it's only the first step. Bring your bride to pray with you, and ask God to teach you both how to love each other the way He wants you to love each other. Let her see you humbling yourself before God, and she'll give you her heart in ways you never dreamed possible. To learn more, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled The Graceful Parent. Got parenting questions? You know, Whether your kids are littles, school-age kids, teens, or adults, we want to help you find those grace-filled answers you're looking for to be that confident Catholic mom or dad you're called to be. 877 573 7825. Before the break, we were talking with Maria from Indiana, uh, listening on SiriusXM 130. She had a very serious situation. She has eight children. Um, her marriage was uh, one where there was domestic violence. Uh, she recently had to leave. She has six of her children living with her in the home, age 20 on down. Um, and she, in particular, is asking, you know, how do I handle the transition? When the kids go to visit their father, they come back upset and angry and, and agitated. And she's wondering how how to really handle that transition better and be that kind of safe space for them. And Maria, is that a fair summary of of, of what your question was?
4: Yes, it absolutely is. Um, It seems that children, it appears that children are being alienated and told lots of things about me that are untrue. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very hard and heartbreaking to strike the balance because I don't want to bash their father. Um, but I, well, let's I talk about that. Either. So, so
1: how? Do I, no, you don't want to bash their father, but but it's okay to help them process things. So, like, how? Yeah. Do, when when he tells them these untrue things, how do they handle that? Like, are they believing it or are they questioning it? Like, Some, uh, what's their?
4: Sometimes, uh, one one child is a teenager, and he'll come home and say, "Mom, I, I don't know why, but when I come home, I feel like I hate you a little bit, and I'm sorry, and I love you." Uh, another child would act more uh, angry and uh, kind of act up violently and say, "You ruined our life because you left." That. <laughs> but mm-hmm. meanwhile, you know, I'm trying to save them, <laughs>
2: keep save their TV. lives, literally save their <laughs> lives. And and yes. and you you are absolutely right, Maria. That this is these are the lies he's putting into their minds because you know he's in this. Mentally ill place where he's saying, "Oh, yeah. it's all your fault all the time." That's part of the abusive yeah. nature of this, yeah. and also, and I know you know this. There, whether they saw it or not, depending on you know which of the children were present and and really cognizant, they know that their father yeah. was homicidal and still has yeah. guns, and they have to go there. So they're living in a state of fear. Most of us don't know. And then they're being told these things. So they're coming home, and praise be to God, these two older kids are still telling you. So you still got that ear. They still want you to be able to say to them, hey, I'm here for you. Let me help you work through this. Okay, that's so true. they're still at least open to that, no, that's which means really you're important. doing a heck of a good job.
1: Now, the one question that you mentioned that, you know, you're all in counseling. Are you, are you doing any kind of counseling together with the kids, or are it just you seeing a counselor um, and them seeing their own?
4: We've just started with a new group, and that is what would be an, a step, upcoming step
1: great because honestly um the best thing for you would be family family counseling you know for you be you to be able to work with the kids to kind of process these things together um because honestly uh, kids in general teens especially don't do very well in individual counseling Um, Because because they you know need to have support when they get out of the session to be able to follow through with things And you know, they need to be able to have those open channels with 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 you So I I really encourage you to, to start working toward that 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 family therapy as soon as possible
2: And when you meet with these family therapists, I'd like you to focus on two things and in your intake one we want to work through the trauma of what we've been through together and get the skills we each need to be able to cope with this better. But two, we want to come up with a plan as a family. So when they come back from those mandatory visits and everything is at an emotional 100, what can we do together? What plan can we put in place to, to recreate a safer place a place where they can begin to find calm and acceptance and more of a sense of safety even though that's always going to be tough for them until they each hit 18 and can get away from him
1: okay so i have three suggestions for you um that will be kind of concrete that will that will help you kind of build on this stuff and but i really want you to follow these up in the family counseling okay so number one when the kids are going to visit their dad you know first before they leave say look Sometimes when you come home, it's fine, and sometimes when you come home, you have all kinds of different feelings. Sometimes you feel angry. Sometimes you feel sad. Sometimes you feel frustrated. I just want you to know that whatever you're feeling is fine, and when we come home, I want you to feel free to tell me whatever it is, no matter whether it's you're angry at me or you're upset about something. There's nothing you could say or feel that would make me mad at you or make me disappointed in you. I just want you to know that when you come home, it's okay to process that stuff with me, okay? So you let them know before they go. That whatever they feel if it's a good time great they can tell you about it if it's a bad time great they can tell you about it if they're mad at you great they can tell you about it. whatever it is you are there to help them figure it out okay when they come home you know and they are you know and you say so how you know how are you feeling what's going on create a little ritual where you can process that experience with them and if when they say things like you know dad says that you ruined our life and you know and all that kind of stuff don't defend yourself say okay you know that must really hurt to hear those kinds of things Help me understand how you think about that. You know, when you think about everything that we've been through as a family, how do you see what your dad said? Okay. Because here's the problem. The, 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 the ongoing trauma in, in, any, in any divorce situation is that kids are between two worlds. Okay. They've got, they, and they have to figure out for themselves what's true. Because in, 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 moms, in mom's world, they have certain rules and certain expectations, and they, you know, they can't talk about dad because it's upsetting. Or When they're with dad, it's exactly the same thing. They can't talk about maybe the different rules, different expectations, can't talk about these things. And so the only place where kids can figure everything out is in their own heads. And when a, when a parent is kind of telling them what to think, it, it sort of pushes them away. But if you're, if you're the parent who's helping them process it, that'll help them feel safe with you, express whatever feelings they have about the situation, about you, about whatever, and you just keep coming back to them with okay, well, so I want, you, I want you to think through that. Based on the experiences that you've had, what do you make of that? Do you think that's true? Do you think it's not true? Do you think parts of it are true? Kind of tell me what you think about all this, and really be the person that leads them through processing what their dad told them without you defending yourself or you trying to you know if there's other additional information that you need to provide if they, if they say do you have any questions for me that i you know maybe you don't know and if you have any questions for me i'm happy to answer those questions and you know if if they ask you questions you can tell them the facts of the situation that's not bashing their dad if if their dad comes out poorly because of the way he behaved and you're just telling that story That's fine. You're not calling them names. You're not running them down. You're just, you know, answering the questions that they have about what happened to fill in the blanks that they might have. Okay? But mainly, you're helping them think through it by saying to them, okay, based on what, you know, your dad said, or even what I say, okay, you know, think about the experience that you've had in our family. What do you think about that? What conclusions can you draw? That, so you're leading them through that, okay? So that's, that's the most important thing right there. Handling those transitions with that bookend process of preparing them for how they might feel when they come back and then letting them process that when they come home. Secondly, I want you to sit down with them, and this might be a daily thing, okay? And we recommend this to all families, but it's especially important for families that are going through stuff. You know, in the morning or in the night before the the day, when you have a, some kind of a family prayer time, and I hope you do, if you don't, start. Uh, and, and just a brief family prayer time where you're asking God to help you be the, the family that he's calling you to be, even through all of this. Then at the end of that prayer time, um, ask the question, so guys, you know, we're we're really going through it. It's really hard right now. We're We're handling a lot of different things. What do we need to do to be a good team and to take care of each other today? So you want to get everybody everybody on board with this. It's not just your job to make the family go well. It's everybody has to pitch in to be a good team, to take care of each other, and to try to make each other's day a little easier and more pleasant. What's one thing each of us could do to try to make that happen today? And you're having that brief conversation after your family prayer time, really talking about how can you be more aware of taking care of each other. And the third thing I'm going to leave you with is... Um, All the research really shows that uh, after any kind of a traumatic situation, families bounce back better, the stronger the rituals they have. So you want to sit down with the kids and really talk through. How can we work, play, talk, and pray together a little bit every day? What can we do? What are the things that we do already that we enjoy about working and playing and talking and praying together? What are some things that we could add to that so that every day we get a little bit of time in those four areas? Because the stronger you have those rituals, the the, the, the more resilient the family dynamic tends to be.
2: And I want to add, those rituals are going to last a lifetime and give them better mental health and spiritual health than anything Dad could be doing. Because if he's the kind of guy you're painting the picture of. And, and that I'm getting in my head, and obviously he seems to be. He'll go to the other side. He's he's just as violent. You know, he'll be violent, but he'll also do the whole love bombing, trying to give them the world, Disney World kind of dad at times. But they'll learn that it's an up and down thing. If you put these rituals into your home, they'll know that at mom's home, there's consistency, there's openness, there's love. There's There's warmth, there's there's safety. I find a sense of peace because I can count on our family rituals. We do talk together every day. We do work a little bit together every day to, like, tidy up the house. We do play together a little bit every day. Even though we're all of different ages, we find something fun to do even for 10 minutes. And we pray together in a way that's not just saying words at God, but really taking our hearts and our concerns to the Lord and even our gratitude to the Lord. That's going to give them Anchors, touchstones that will help them know where they're safe and how to be safe.
1: Uh, Maria, I'm going to also suggest to you, like I did with Emily, that the the Catholic Home app could be a really solid daily support for you, um, because in addition to the resources, the downloadables, the podcasts, all the you know the videos we have there. We have daily accompaniment from my whole team of, of family life coaches and pastoral counselors. Parents can ask questions of our team anytime they have them, and we're you know we're accompanying lots of families, you know, just like you. Even you know the the, the home app is not just for perfect families; it's for families that want to experience God's love more perfectly in their lives. And, so,
2: and one of the wonderful things is that everybody's praying for each other there, and everybody's concerned. So it's a very supportive place that can you can get real skills spiritual help and real you know people who are there helping you through it every so day
1: follow the suggestions we made here if there's more that we can do for you I, I do hope that you'll you'll meet us on the catholic home app and that's catholic h-o-m it stands for households on mission catholic h-o-m you can download that on either the apple store google play or get it through catholic
2: but please as quickly as you can move into that family therapy situation ask them to help you figure out how to process the trauma together both in therapy and at home and ask them to help you come up with a plan that everybody can be on the same page about on how to redo the re-entry. Those will move you ahead in ways that will empower all of you.
1: Thanks for the call, Maria. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here through Catholic Home or CatholicCounselors.com. All right, we have to go to break, but as we are heading out, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7.
2: You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, and with your whole being, and with your whole strength. Take these words to heart. Keep repeating them to your children Recite them when you are at home and when you are away and when you lie down and when you get up. And I, I, one of the things that I want to really emphasize here is that it's important to not take this literally in terms of, don't just be saying words to your kids all the time. Love God, love God, love God. Do know your catechism. What it's saying here is live this out with your whole life. Live this out within your family, where you're all creating a family culture of loving God and each other when you're awake, when you're walking around, when you're laying down, where you've got those rituals of connecting your family to God all day long in real ways that let your children and yourself know that God is constantly a present real companion in your family life for all the ups and downs of life as long as we acknowledge him as such. So refrain from taking this very literally and just word-bombing your kids about this. It's about letting that be part of who you are all day long with your whole heart, your whole being, your whole strength.
1: And, you know, going back to what I was saying at the very beginning of the show, the research that we just did with the Center for Applied Research and the Apostolate at Georgetown talks about how When Catholic families, even imperfect, struggling Catholic families, work hard to counter Christ more meaningfully at home and let the faith be the source of the warmth in their home, that's when kids are more likely to own their faith as adults. Everything else is important, but it's secondary and supportive to how we are living our faith at home and how our kids are experiencing the faith making a difference and the quality of our relationships in the home. And this verse from Deuteronomy really shows how to do that by witnessing to God's love and his presence in our lives in everything we say and everything we do. We're taking your calls about Catholic Parenting today on More to Life, eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Our show is titled The Graceful Parent. Got parenting questions? Whether your kids are littles, school age, or teens or all grown up, we never stop being a parent We never stop worrying about our kids. We never stop wanting to play some role in mentoring them. Let us help you find those grace-filled answers you're looking for so you can be that confident, effective Catholic mom or dad. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break.
6: The
3: Wisdom
4: of Mother Angelica.
3: I want you to have such confidence in the Lord that you'll find such hope and see the beauty of the Lord, the majesty of God.
2: What did our Lord say, huh? If your sins are as scarlet, oh, what? What's going to happen? They shall be made white as
1: snow. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series, will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com.
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram, at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to
2: More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking about parenting today on our show titled The Graceful Parent. Got parenting questions? Whether your kids are littles or school-age teens or all grown up, the fact is we never stop worrying about our kids or being parents, and we want to help you be those grace-filled, effective Catholic moms and dads we're all called to be.
2: Well, and it's not just that we keep worrying; it's that we are truly called to continue to help disciple them toward a healthier, happier, and most importantly, holier life. So, call, give us a call today at eight seven seven. 573-7825. We're talking right now with Maria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida on Sirius XM 130.
1: Hi, Maria. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
2: Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call.
5: So I have a son that's 25 years old, and he's just... He's been very, very confused for a long time. I believe that stemmed from... Um, his father and I getting a divorce when he was about 10. Mm. His dad was uh, verbally very, very abusive with him because he did have a learning disability, and so he's just struggled quite a bit. Um, he, when I'm with him or his family, brothers and sisters, he seems to be good, um, but right now I know he's going to some probably spiritual battles. Well,
1: and just to, yeah, just to kind of summarize, yeah. you told her a screener that that you know, he's twenty five and he's just gotten out of the army. You know, he rushed into a marriage he, that's failing, and and you want to be able to help yes. him out, but you're not sure what to do. So, how can we help you exactly. today?
5: Exactly. Um, what can I do as his mother to sit with him and tell him something that would help him, or how can I get help? To be able to help how, him.
1: How close are you to him? not I don't mean emotionally. I mean, like, how often do you see him? What kind of contact do you have with him?
5: Well, I'll call him, and we talk maybe once a
2: week, maybe twice Does a week. Does he live very far away, Maria?
5: Um, he's in Los
2: Angeles. Okay, so a great deal of, he, of mm-hmm. distance between you. All right. right.
5: Okay. I—I Well, no, I live in... California I'm a truck driver so I try I try oh, I drive across okay. the country every oh, week and so I'm gotcha. in town on Saturday nights and Sundays and I try to see him every other every other week and oh, okay. I try to reach out to him to have lunch or dinner with him and so I do whatever I can to mm-hmm. reach out to him or I'll text him I how open him. is he to? I'm, how
1: open is he? Sorry, How open is he to your feedback? I mean, I imagine you've tried to tell him things in the past. How how, how receptive is he?
5: He's pretty good. He has some mm-hmm. times where he's like, "Oh yeah, Mom, you're right," and then sometimes he's like, "Okay, I gotta go. I have a lot of things to do." And and so I'm mm-hmm. trying to like, "Okay, son, let's go to church. You know, let's why don't we you know go to confession because I know that that would help him." I've prayed. Mm-hmm. For many hours at a time, the rosary for him, and just this morning, I had a complete um, i i do have visions i have um i I've had dreams when I was okay. pregnant with him, I had a dream he he was blessed by saint john Paul the mm,
2: Okay.
1: maria so let me let me jump in just because we only have about four minutes before they, they have to play us out so so um, you know, obviously, you're you're you have a beautiful heart, and you're a very faithful woman, and and, and you know, you're, you know, everything you're doing is wonderful. Um, I, I, you know, the thing I always remind listeners, though, okay, is that when we pray, God fills up our tank. Uh, imagine, imagine we're a car, right? And God, when we pray, God fills up our tank with that grace. Um, but if we have a flat tire, or if we have a, a broken engine, you know, something then the car, even with a full tank of gas, is not going to go too far down the road. So we have to make sure that, that, you know, because grace builds on nature, that our nature is receptive, is receptive to that grace as it possibly can be. And that comes from doing healing work, right? So the prayer that you're doing, that's really important. I want you to keep that all up. Inviting him to Mass and the sacraments, really important. Keep that up. Um, but I also want you to, to, to kind of gently encourage him to seek support. Uh, for healing those wounds that you were describing, you know, he he doesn't necessarily know what he's worth because, as you said, his, his dad uh, harangued him for years because of his learning disability and 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 shamed him. Um, he's at, you know he's at sixes and sevens now because he's just gotten out of the military and he's a big transition in his life. You know, he he rushed into a marriage that's struggling. He needs he needs skills, uh, and and so. You, you, I want you to connect him with some good, faithful resources that will help him get the support and healing that he needs to be able to cooperate with the grace that he's being given through his own prayers, through your prayers, through the sacraments that you're encouraging him to be participating in. This, the more skills and the more healing he does, the more he's able to take advantage of the grace that he's being given. So, you know, um, that said, um, you know, I don't make sure that not every interaction is about fixing his life. Um, Nobody likes to feel like they're a project. Make sure that when you're with him that sometimes those times you're you're just kind of biting your tongue and just trying to be with him, you know, and just having a nice time, you know, enjoying the meal or doing it. I would encourage you to even just maybe text him every day, you know, um, and and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you and I just wanted to let you know I I was praying for you, you know, Lord, and then type out, Lord, please bless my son and let him know how much you love him and give him a good day and let him know how much I love him too. Amen. And you actually text out the prayer. Um, you know, when, when you're talking to him and he's complaining about something, empathize with him first, you know, say, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. That's really rough. I wish I knew I, what I could do to, to really take that pain away from you. Lord, please bless my son. And let him know how much you love him and, and lead him and guide him through these challenges. And, and help me be the mom he needs me to be through all of this. Amen. Then then move on to the next thing. Right? So you're bringing the Lord into those conversations. You're stepping up your connection with him through the texting and through the, the texting prayers. Uh, yeah, but, but you're also gently encouraging him to get the skills that he needs to be able to cooperate with all the grace that he's being given through your intercession and through his own uh, work. Maria, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you guys, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. You can work with our whole team of of pastoral counselors to help you find faithful answers uh, for your own struggles or or for his. Um, Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com if you'd like to learn more about that. But we are, you know, talking today about you know being more grace-filled parents, and the, and the fact is, you know, parenting is tough. But it's not tough because kids are hard, or, or it's tough because healing is hard, and parenting is all about healing. It's all about healing our own wounds. It's all about uh, either preventing our kids' wounds or healing the wounds that the world gives them, uh, and that's hard, you know. And so, when you're looking for faithful places to turn to get that support you need to be a confident, effective, faithful Catholic mom or dad. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. The Catholic Home app, that's Catholic HOM, is a great place to get support from other families, great resources, and professional pastoral accompaniment as well from our whole team of pastoral counselors and uh, and family life coaches. You can go to catholichom.com or download the Catholic HOM app, or learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. Have a blessed day.
6: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck.